Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Steph Demetrius. I'm so excited that you are here to join me on a journey of getting curious about your intuition and to learn how to turn up the volume to the voice of your soul while grounding your spiritual experiences in this beautiful life. This podcast is about giving a voice to your soul so that you can uncover the parts of you that you may not understand yet, but you deeply desire to. I'll be right here on this journey with you as each episode, I will bring lessons and practical supportive tools as I share my personal journey with you. Thank you for being here and I'm really excited to share this space with you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. beautiful souls and welcome to episode 58 of the Ignite Your Intuition podcast series. And just a couple of things before we dive into today's topic, which is three steps to intuitive clarity after being triggered by someone. Um, A few episodes ago, I did mention that I had some really exciting news and I was hoping that I would be sharing it with you right now, but not all of the pieces of the puzzle have fallen into place. So I am going to sit in a place of surrender and trust, trusting in the timing of that journey unfolding. And hopefully I will be sharing that with you at the start of 2022 in, well, not even a couple of months. I mean, we're December 2021. So hopefully whenever the podcast comes back, either Jan or Feb next year, I haven't even decided that yet. I'm just, um, yeah, seeing how things roll. And I think that, One of the biggest lessons, if we can take anything out of these last two years of this global pandemic and everything that's been going on in the world is is to trust in the timing and not force things and that we don't have control, as much control as we think we do over our lives. So I'm just sitting in a place of trust and surrender that these things will unfold in the perfect timing. I also have lots of plans brewing in the background, but I'm once again going to just sit on those and wait for the perfect timing for them to come to full fruition and full physical manifestation and hopefully I will be sharing those with you soon in the next in the new year because they are so exciting and I've just been jumping around inside and outside planning these things and I cannot wait to share them with you in 2022 but on to today's episode so today's episode three steps to intuitive clarity after being triggered by someone so this is a topic that I feel like is Uh, timely around coming towards the end of the year because as I love Christmas it's such a fun time of year but I know for a lot of people it can be a really triggering time of year Um, and I think too just in any area of life we can have you know conversations where we're triggered by someone Um, and I think too with the world changing so much and quite polarizing opinions out there you know I think most of us have come into contact with someone who may have said something that's triggered us or you know have different opinions that might be stronger than what we believe or whatever it is that that's triggered us internally. This is a three-step process that has been coming up a lot in my healing sessions with clients and I've been using it myself personally and it is just so beautiful and so freeing. So what it essentially does, it's three steps, um, three practices that you can use that I use individually but this flow of using them in this specific order is just divine I I've just fallen in love with it so much and I really wanted to share it today because I feel like there's so much going on out in the world if you can have this in your toolkit to help support you back to intuitive clarity it's just magic 
Um, and the reason I say back to intuitive clarity, because if we're, if a situation triggers us or something someone says triggers us, generally what we do as humans is we don't want to feel those emotions. Generally they're uncomfortable emotions and we kind of want to push them down, distract ourselves, not face them, not deal with them, not feel them. And when we do that, we create a layer. I see it like creating a layer around our soul. So kind of like you're wrapping your soul up and each emotion that you feel is another layer of wrapping. And that takes us further and further away from intuitive clarity, which is connection with our soul. But each time we fully honor an emotion and we process it and we work through it, we unwrap another layer or we release that emotional layer around our soul and we get back to intuitive clarity and we can receive the guidance within. So I'm going to walk you through the three steps now and you might want to think about a specific scenario while you're doing this. It's, it's really powerful if you can um, do that while I'm talking you through it because then whenever this happens in your life, it's much easier for your neural pathways and your brain to, to jump to using this tool if you've practiced it. So if you want to, you can think about a situation and probably better to do this if you're not driving so you can fully focus on it. Um, so think about a situation where someone has said something that's, that's triggered an emotional response within you. And you can just visualize that person for a second as I take you through these steps. So the first step is boundaries. First step is setting a boundary. And these situations could be imagined or real situations because our minds, as we know, are really good at spewing out different ideas and different scenarios and different stories and, and things in our heads. So you can even use this with um, thoughts in your mind. But specifically for, um, it's so powerful for a situation that's triggered an emotion within you. So thinking about that person, creating the boundary first of all. So in your mind, you can just place them a bit further away. If you were doing this in real time and you were going through these three steps while you are being triggered, one of the things that you can do to create a boundary is if you're standing and talking to someone front on and you're facing them is just turn slightly to the side. And energetically, that's kind of like you're allowing their energy and their words to run past you. It's creating a bit of a boundary. Another boundary might be that you actually say, look, I don't really feel comfortable talking about this. Maybe we could talk about something else. Or you could just very subtly change the subject. So number one is creating a boundary, setting that boundary and putting it into place. Number two, step two, is acknowledging the emotion that you are feeling. So when we're triggered, there's an emotional response. So allowing yourself to acknowledge the emotion that you are feeling. So I am feeling frustrated. I am feeling annoyed. I am feeling upset. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry, whatever that emotion is. And then adding in and and being curious. So when we add in the word and, which I spoke about a couple of podcast episodes ago, we make space for there to be another option, another reality, another way of seeing the situation. So an example might be um, someone said something and it's, it's triggered an emotion in you and you're feeling really frustrated. So the sentence might look something like, I'm feeling so frustrated right now after what this person has said. And I wonder what else is possible. So it leaves space for you not necessarily having all the information, you not knowing what's going on for that person, you not what you know, not knowing and understanding the full story. Maybe they've only shared a part with you. So it leaves space for what else is possible. And the way I like to visualize this is when we get stuck in an emotion and we're, and we're like hit with that emotion head on, it's kind of like hitting a brick wall. And you've run into this brick wall and you are standing millimeters away from this brick wall and all you can see is this brick wall. 
And then, and that's the emotion. It's that frustration or anger or whatever it is that you're feeling. So just say we're feeling frustration. You've got this brick wall of frustration right in front of your face as close as you can see. And then what happens is we add in and I wonder what else is possible. And that actually allows us to step back from the brick wall creates a door through the brick wall or we realize the brick wall is actually really tiny and we can step to the side and look around the brick wall and see all these other possibilities what else is going on i also the other visual that i get with this too which i really love is you know those dioramas you created as a kid so you might get like a shoe box or some sort of box and you you know you paint like a scene on the back of the box and then you have all these different layers like say you've got like a an under the water theme um, bot diorama. You might have like starfish hanging down. You might have um, seaweed coming up from the bottom and you've got all this kind of like 3D, all these layers. It's kind of like looking at the diorama from front on and you just see it from one point of view and then you turn it side on and you realize, oh my gosh, there's like five or six different layers there. Being curious and adding in the word and and the sentence, I wonder what else is possible, allows us to turn the, the situation side on and see that there are lots of layers. So it actually, this, this step has um, two purposes. Number one is to acknowledge the emotion so you can feel it. And this can be a really nice time in the process to actually pause, tune into your body, notice where you're feeling that emotion and breathe and just feel the physical sensation to allow yourself to release it. And when we add in the sentence, and I wonder what else is possible, it softens. It softens the extremity of that emotion. It softens the severity of it. It allows us to work through it quite quickly and to process it and allows us to also see another point of view so we don't get stuck with our face up against the brick wall of that emotion. And step number three is seeing that person as a little child so seeing them as a five-year-old and just sending them compassion it's um when we are in a space of compassion we can't be in a space of fear or anger or any of those emotions it's compassion from our heart when we're in that heart space the others can't coexist so it really helps us move through. So that last step, I, always, I kind of see this almost like moving through a tunnel. So the first step you step into the tunnel is the boundaries. The next step is acknowledging your emotions and, you know, being curious and saying, I wonder what else is possible. And then as you're coming out of the tunnel with that, seeing their, ch- their younger child, their five-year-old self and giving them, sending them love and compassion, we're stepping out of the tunnel and we've moved through the situation in a really fluid manner because we've allowed ourselves to process and honor what we're feeling. We've first of all created those boundaries and we've stepped away and given ourselves space and um, allowed ourselves time and space to acknowledge the emotions. We've brought curiosity in, which has also allowed us to soften and get a new perspective. And then we've seen them as the younger child and sending them love and compassion, which allows us to finish off that whole process in a really fluid way and by the time we get to the part where we're seeing them as the five-year-old and sending love and compassion the whole situation looks and feels different and if you were to look at the situation again it would look and feel completely different so this is really powerful if you're struggling to let go of a situation that you've experienced with someone it could have been years ago it could have been months ago 
It could be something that's happened recently. You might use this in the moment when a situation is occurring and um, call on these tools and these practices. And they are so incredibly simple, but when you use them, especially in this little flow of these three steps, boundaries, acknowledging your emotion, and I wonder what is possible, and then seeing their five-year-old self, their inner child, and sending them love and compassion, it just adds a beautiful flow for you to move through the situation and come out the other side with intuitive clarity. And what happens is, when we come out the other side of this situation, even there, even if there is still an issue, even if it's like, okay, this this person or this situation has has you know posed a um, a situation that needs action or it needs something done. Once you work through those emotions and you come out of these three steps on the other side, you can then sit and chat to your soul and say, okay, thank you for some guidance from my highest good right now. And because you're not face up against the brick wall, stuck in the emotion, you've actually worked through it all and you've come to love and compassion, you will so much easier, it will be so much easier to receive that guidance from your soul via your intuition. So if we want an answer to something and we're stuck in the emotions and we're frustrated and we're annoyed or we're not moving past things and we're not willing to see things a different way, we're not willing to be curious and turn side on and get a new perspective, and we get stuck in the emotions, it's really hard. That sort of blocks our intuition. It just creates another layer of wrapping around our soul. And it's harder for our intuition to communicate with us what our soul is trying to tell us and what is for our highest good. So when we work through these three steps, what it allows us to do is process the emotions, step away from the brick wall, get that new perspective, get to a place of compassion. And by the time we get to that place, we've diffused the emotion, we've processed it, and we haven't allowed another layer of wrapping around our soul, we've actually released it. So then we can so much more easily communicate with our soul via our intuition. And it's so much easier to receive that too when we're in that space of compassion. Because when we're in that heart-connected space, we're open and we're willing to see things a different way. We're willing to receive guidance that may be, you know, before doing this three-step process, we might not have wanted to trust and we might not have wanted to follow but when we get to the end of this three-step process, we are in a space of acceptance, of openness, of compassion for the other person, for the whole situation, and even for ourselves. So I really hope that this uh, three-step process serves you. It's been um, amazing to watch it unfold for clients of mine, but also for myself too. I've been applying it in just different situations and it's really beautiful how it just allows you to keep moving forward and not getting stuck in emotions and stories and letting your mind really grab onto something long enough to create stories and bring up old patterns or beliefs or judgments and things like that around it. So it allows us just to keep moving forward uh, in a real healing fluid way. So I really hope that today's episode has served you. This is going to be the last episode for 2021. Thank you so much for being here with me for the last couple of months, for listening along, for tuning in, for sharing this podcast with anyone who you feel like needs the messages and that it would serve. I really, really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. And I have a whole stack of topics to share with you next year already lined up, ready to record, ready to go. So I can't wait to see you in the early months of 2022. I hope you have a beautiful end to your year. I hope you take care of yourself and, and spend time 
maybe reflecting on the year that was after being such a huge year once again. I'm sending you all so, so much love and I cannot wait to see you in 2022. For um, one last thing before we finish is that if you want to stay up to date with when the podcast is coming back, when workshops and courses and and all the things are happening jump on my email list you can head over to stephdemetrius.com and join my community and when you join my community you'll be sent to your inbox two ebooks that will support you with your self-care rituals and practice and with tuning into your intuition and also you receive a password for my free resources section which is a growing library of practices and tools and so many things, videos and, and things you can print up and tables and all sorts of things that you can use to support you on your intuitive journey. And you'll also jump onto my mailing list too. Um, I generally send out a weekly email just updating you on what is going on, podcast episodes and other ways that I can support you on your intuitive and soul journey. So I am sending you so much love, beautiful souls. Have a lovely end of the year and I cannot wait to see you in 2022. Thank you so much for being here today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would absolutely love it if you're enjoying this podcast series to head on over and give this podcast a five-star rating and write a review so that more beautiful souls can find this podcast and feel inspired too. If you have any questions you would like answered on the podcast, feel free to email me at info at stephdemetrius.com and I will answer those questions in upcoming episodes. If you are after more support and guidance with intuition, I have free resources and I am taking one-on-one sessions again online and in person. So you can head on over to www.stephdemetrius.com and have a look there and I look forward to connecting with you soon. I will see you next week. Thank you.